Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. So I had um, an interview planned for you today, but in light of recent events, it's kind of a full stop. It's an actual full stop. Um, I don't have any issue readdressing this topic. I have an issue with the fact that I need to readdress this topic. Protect Black women all day, every day. Like this is a 365 endeavor. This is not, you know, on occasion, you know, at a rally, at a protest, when it looks good on social media. This is a, like, this is all the time. This is when you're on the bus, when you're on the train, when you're at work, it's all the time. So before I hop into the video that I know we all seen, um, I'm an ID addict. I watch Investigation Discovery like my life depends on it. And last night, um, and I hadn't watched in a good while, I've been living off of Netflix and Hulu. Um, and last night I was like, you know what, let me hop on ID because actually I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I hopped on ID early in the daytime. I was on there all day. I mean, this is who I am. <laughs> I'm okay with that. This is who I am. I'm an ID addict. Um, anyway, the very last Thing that I watched on ID was this black woman lose her life at her place of business, literally killed at her fucking job, at her job. She was killed in Georgia. Um, it was in DeKalb County. I don't recall exactly what city or, you know, in that county, but she's killed in DeKalb and, um, or DeKalb, however it's accurately pronounced. I don't want to offend the Georgians. Um, but the long story short of it was she got this job, um, really accomplished, but really kind of private woman. Like she kept her, her two worlds very separate, her family, her friends with her family, her friends, and she didn't really mix that with her workspace. Um, so she got this new job. She moved to Georgia and she was a really pretty girl. She garnered the attention of, of a guy that worked there and um, he approached her. You know, she politely said that she wasn't interested and his response was to buy her a gift. Huh? You have to read the room, sir. Not interested does not mean purchase me an item. I don't want to date you. Um, and then she went to HR, you know, reported to HR that, hey, this guy is making me uncomfortable. He has approached me. I told him I'm not interested. He's purchasing me a gift. I don't feel like that's appropriate. HR said that they would handle it. HR spoke to him wrote him up and kind of that was that um so based on the reenactment she at some point finished her graduate degree while she was at that job and um she was well liked at the job and so they threw her like a surprise party which kind of violated her boundaries because it's not something she would have want announced she didn't she had not announced it um and according to her brother her best friend she just wouldn't have liked that kind of attention especially at the workplace. Um, so you can only rent, you can only assume that it made her uncomfortable. Um, the guy was there again, remember he works there. He gives her another gift and she's like, you know, Oh, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. And he's like, I am not like, I'm not taking no for an answer. You're going to keep the gift. Um, so she kind of leaves and goes to the bathroom to kind of get her bearings and when she gets to the bathroom she finds a camera in the restroom someone has been recording the women's restroom we don't need to like really reach to figure out who it is um at this point she learns uh, or excuse me right before the announcement of her uh finishing 
graduate school, she learns from a fellow coworker that the gentleman that has been paying her more attention than she's interested in has a, a record, you know, that he was locked up for a manslaughter. Now, I, I am somebody who believes that people who have served their time should have an opportunity to reacclimate themselves into the system. I mean, you know, reacclimate themselves back into the world and, you know, try to make better decisions for themselves. That being said, I'm also somebody that grew up in the hood industries and I know if you got a body, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm on alert at all times. Like you can reacclimate yourself, but here's where I'm acclimated. I'm going to be alert if you got a body. And that's on the seven C's, right? Um, so, <clears throat> So now that she's aware of that, you know, she's cognizant of the fact that, you know, this guy's dangerous. Um, she's really trying not to agitate him, but also trying to maintain her boundaries. So fast forward to when they find, when she finds the, um, when she finds the the recorder in the women's bathroom. So she tells the, the coworker that told her about old buddy with the record and they go to, they go to HR, HR is closed. So the very next day, she goes, she goes to HR first thing in the morning with the camera, and apparently um, he's crossing her in the campus so he can see her and she can see him, but they're going in opposite directions. He notices the camera, at least that's how the reenactment, uh, you know, gives it off. He notices the camera. She goes to HR, tells HR, listen, I don't know who's been doing this, but like you guys have got to look into it. They, they eventually find out that, you know, he, he realizes that they're going to figure out it's him. So he leaves early, but eventually, you know, it does come to light that he is the person that, that put the camera in there, but because, and it doesn't come to light until after she's dead, but because he was afraid that they were going to find out that it was him. And because this black woman was not giving him the attention that he felt entitled to from her. <clears throat> He approached her in her office while the rest of the people on on the floor were literally meeting two offices down. Two offices down. He approached her in her office and brutally killed her during the fucking workday. In the office. In the office. With, like, mad staff people, like mad co-workers two doors down. This is how fucking entitled, entitled some men act and behave towards women in general, but especially towards black women, as if we are the audacity of us to have governance and say over our body and our being and our time. So rather than respect her boundaries, you keep pushing. You escalate and keep pushing some more, and then you murder her. You feel like that. And this was a black man. I can't remember if I said that or not. So if I did or didn't, it was a black man. Um, he's been arrested, convicted. He's all he's all the way in jail. Um, but it's to the fact that habitually, like black women are not safe anywhere. We're not safe at home. We're not safe on runs. We're not safe at work. I mean, I was so aghast at the fact that he killed her at work during the work day. Like this wasn't like after hours. She was working late, and you know nobody's really in the building. Also, this is a. Uh, she worked at a, a, a like a, a science place, uh, so like at some kind of lab. So uh, there's cameras everywhere. There, there's cameras everywhere. So much of of what was caught was caught on surveillance cameras. 
it, it's the audacity for me. It's the audacity, the middle of the workday. Fast forward to what yesterday um, or the day before yesterday. I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but it came to came to light for me yesterday morning, first thing in the morning. So it definitely had to happen the night before. Um, a woman in Harlem minding her goddamn business, going to get her some goddamn wine so she can live her best fucking life that evening, um, was attacked. And did the. <laughs> Like, I can't wrap my mind around the biting, but I'll get there. For those of us from New York, <clears throat> we've seen this scene before. If you watch this video, and if you haven't watched this video, I have, by the time you hear this, the video will be posted on the Black Girl SOS Instagram page. So if you haven't seen the video, um, it will be up. It is very disturbing. It is um, upsetting. It's enraging. It is um, triggering. It is a lot of things. So, you know, don't click it if that's not your constitution. Um, actually, I'm lying. I'm not going to post that. I'm totally lying. I just, I don't, y'all know that I'm not for giving airtime to that. Um, if you haven't seen it and you want to see the reference point, Please just slide in the DMs and I will send it to you. Um, but I'm not going to post that. Uh, the more I think about it, uh, I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking because I'm not going to post that. But that's just not going to happen. Um, so to narrate what occurred, the woman is walking into a liquor store on, I believe they said 128th and St. Nick, which is Harlem for anyone who is not familiar with New York City. Um, it's the west side of Harlem. And what is very common in New York is that people caucus in front of stores, men in particular caucus in front of stores and, or and not just stores. It happens in front of train stations, it happens anywhere there's ingress and egress, right? And they caucus and they harass women coming in and out. Yo, ma, could I talk to you? Nah, no, thank you. I'm good. Oh, you think you all that? Well, actually, you thought I was all that because you interrupted your motherfucking work day to talk to me because clearly your work is standing here monitoring the ingress and egress of this fucking business that you have no equity in. Make the math math. Um, and this is very common for women that grew up in New York City, women that live in New York City. Like, I literally spent my entire, entire teenage and adult life enduring this type of shit. Um, and it's why it's one of many reasons why I carry a weapon and I encourage women to carry something to protect yourself with. Follow the laws of your, <clears throat> excuse me, follow the laws of your city, your state, your township, whatever, but protect yourself. Okay, beloveds? Stay ready so you don't got to get ready. So the woman is walking into the liquor store. There is a group of guys in front. And, vaguely remember, but it looked like it was four or five guys in the front, and they are trying to talk to her. She is trying to go about her business. She goes in the liquor store to make her purchase. They follow her into the liquor store. Again, very, very fucking common. Very common. This has happened to me numerous times. She is one woman. This is a fucking barrage of men following her into the fucking store. Now, 
If you have never been to a New York City uh, liquor store, if you have not uh, seen this video, then what you don't know is that most New York City stores look like you're going on a jail visit. It is bulletproof glass everywhere, ceiling to floor. Um, and depending on, you know, the dimensions of the store, it may be in a U that there is um, bulletproof glass. And so, you you know, there's merchandise in a U and you walk in and you walk out. It's kind of really like a, a not that much room. There's not that much room. And now you take into consideration uh, the need to social distance. And we all don't need to be in this motherfucker because we ain't all making the purchase. Um, so she comes in, they follow her in, she makes her purchase. They are saying something to her as she's making her purchase. She's not, well, I, we can't tell how much she is communicating back, uh, because the audio is not, um, showing in the surveillance tape. I mean, it's not playing in the surveillance tape, but you can see as she's leaving the window with her item that they're still talking to her and she turns back to respond to something. So as she walks out the door, they are now following her out the door and then they bum rush her. A group of men, a group of men, <clears throat> black men from what I can tell, I don't, I, right now I don't have the time to get into DNA.com on one third of whatever. Cause I, I can only go off what I could see in that video. So a barrage of black men attacked this woman and jumped her. And I'm talking about kicking, swinging, jumping. If you are someone who hasn't, if you have chosen violence before, then you understand what I'm saying. You understand exactly what I'm saying. And it doesn't need to be further explained. If you have not chosen violence, it was five men kicking, punching, um, pushed her up against the car. One of them bit her above the eye in attempts to actually bite out the eye and that is where i mean that this shit was already ridiculous to begin with but you tried to bite out her eye are you on fucking bath salts what are you thinking what is wrong with you why is the male ego so fucking fragile that you can't take a fucking no and go about your day nobody owes you time and nobody owes you conversation and y'all don't know what that woman was going through. For all we fucking know, she's probably had the worst day of her fucking life. And all she wants to do is get a glass of wine and try to decompress and fucking get her head back together. People are still going through a rough time. Yeah, we survived 2020, but the shit is still lingering. Not much has changed. Not much has changed. People are still going through it. So who even knows where that woman was at mentally in her space and just trying to get the fuck home? And because... You felt entitled to her time and her space. That felt appropriate? That felt appropriate? Get the fuck out of here. And I'm going to say this. I know that it's not, I know that it's not appropriate to seek or encourage what we call hood justice, what I call us policing ourselves. But I would be remiss to pretend that that is not that that was not my default response, that it does not remain my default response. The minute I heard of it, I was just like, how the fuck this happened in the middle of fucking Harlem? People outside all the time. So y'all just saw, y'all gonna tell me nobody was outside and y'all just let this bunch of men jump this women? Like, that's how we giving it up now, Harlem? That's what we doing? Y'all telling me wasn't no other men outside that felt like, yo, let me snatch these motherfuckers up because they lost their mind? 
Like that's what we're doing. So I was big mad. And you know, I'm I'm always one to to admit that I I have the benefit of having amazing men in my life. Amazing men in my life, particularly men of color. So that is black men, you know, Latino men, uh, some dope Native American men, um, some dope Asian men. I, I, I have I have a rare I don't want to say rare because I don't think it's rare. I just think that it does it doesn't get the light of day. Um, but very much in particular for for black and Latino men, um, I have such a wealth of really dope black and Latino men in my life. Really, really like amazing men that I regard so highly that it's very easy for me to you know rose-colored glasses rose-colored glasses shit because from my seat and my my regular space with the men I interact with on a regular basis and the men that I that I have really close relationships with they're amazing they're amazing that doesn't take away from the fact that some of you motherfuckers really are the weakest link some of you motherfuckers really are the weakest link so I reached out to one of my, my good bros, one of the dudes I'm talking about, and I sent him this link. And when he seen it, he had the same fucking visceral response that I had. He was pissed. He was like, yo, where the fuck is, the, like, where the guys at? And they're like, why the fuck ain't nobody come to assist rescue? Why ain't nobody take care of this? Uh, which just further made me feel, um, I just felt like, yo, I know I'm not bugging. Like, this should have got, y'all should have handled that shit. It should have never even gotten this far. There's no fucking way y'all telling me that y'all thought this shit was okay. Um, fast forward, there is, uh, the hood actually has, once the hood got a hold of the video, the hood has been handling the hood business of finding these people and making sure that sis does see justice. Now, I don't know if they have turned these people into the cops or if they whipped their ass. And I'm going to be honest, I hope they did both. I really do. I really really do let me tell you something if something should happen to me and, and and i don't i don't care who's responsible for it if something happens to me don't y'all let these motherfuckers get on twitter or any of the socials talking about she wouldn't want that choose violence y'all better defend my ass fuck that fuck that hell no this shit is not okay this shit is not all right it was just all protect protect black women, protect black men, women like two, three months ago, which I forgot. You need an alarm set? Like, make the math math. Make this shit make sense. Like, I was so fucking angry and hurt and mad when I seen that shit. I was like, yo, on everything, I want to fight. Like, on everything, I want to fight. And then I was talking to my cousin about it. And uh, she's my cousin has a daughter who is of age now. And, you know, she works and she's out. And about, and you know, we worry about her. She's a beautiful young girl, um, but she's a petite young girl, you know? So and when I say young, I mean, she's like early twenties, like, you know? So we, you know, we worry about her. We're concerned about her. We were just talking about like things we need to do to protect ourselves, the ways we need to protect ourselves. And I'm like, listen, y'all know how I give it up. I've been this way since I was at least, I, I would say I've been carrying a weapon since I was in junior high school. I keep one in my car. I keep one and I keep several in my home. Um, I don't have anything illegal. I'm not going to risk my license for that. 
but I'm also not going to risk my life for anything. My life definitely trumps my license. Um, but yeah, I've been carrying a weapon a very long time. And this is why, this is why this is a grown ass woman, right? This happens to young girls. This happens to young girls. This has happened to me. This has happened to my friends. This has happened to me and my friends. And then people wonder why, you know, they always say, oh, New York women are so aggressive. No, New York women are fucking protective of their life, their space, their boundaries. You don't know what it's like to grow up in New York. You don't, if you don't, if you haven't had that fucking experience, you don't know why we're like this. But you try minding your business, coming in from fucking work after work and who the hell knows how many hours, probably for somebody you don't even fucking like. And all you're trying to do is mind your business and go in a bodega and get a fucking sandwich and five motherfuckers is following you into the store. See if you become aggressive. After that happens, day in, day out, year after fucking year, you see if you become aggressive. See if aggressive if, if, if aggression is not your fucking default. You too will start to choose fucking violence. It becomes ridiculous. I remember when I lived in Bed Stuy. When I lived in Bed Stuy, my bus stop was right, um, right in front of the store, like right, right in front of the store. Needless to say, it was always motherfuckers in front of it. And once there was scaffolding put up, forget it. Now they're not, now they don't even got to worry about the weather because they got scaffolding. So they're up all the time. At this time when I lived in Bed-Stuy, I lived with the person I was dating. Um, and so, you know, par for the course, if they see me walking up and down the block with him, everyone's quiet as a mouse. No one has anything to say. But if they see me walking down the block, I'm like, going to do the laundry or i'm like going to the store or i'm coming off the bus from work coming off the bus from work was a real popular one when i lived in bed motherfuckers want to be in my face got something to say want to follow me uh once i had a dude follow me when i got off the bus to as i'm walking to my building i'm like do what you want to do sir because you're gonna have a permanent smile because now my hands in my pocket on my night if you approach me we're gonna sort this shit out at the precinct I'm not giving you an opportunity to fucking engage me. I'm protecting myself on period, on period. So I took my knife out. I, I walked a little bit with my hands in my pocket on my knife. And once I realized he was still following me, I just took my knife out. Let's get the fuck into it. Let's get all the way to fuck into it. A couple of steps later, I realized he's not behind me anymore. He turned back and went back down to about the store where they used to hang out. This is a regular occurrence for women. None of his homeboys say, yo, don't follow sis. Don't do that. That's not cool. Don't, don't, don't do that. You see, she's just coming in. She's trying to mind her business. Don't do that. Why are you following her? No, none of his homeboys said that. None of them. Hell, half of them at one point or another have also followed me into a store or the laundromat or something else. You can't even wash your drawers in fucking peace. This is the experience of being a fucking black woman. When we say protect black women, it's not a fucking joke. It's all hands on deck, 24, 7, 360 fucking five. It is all hands on deck, all the fucking time. And then when I think that I'm agitated, you know, to the max already, I am getting some things together and, um, about to set up just you know to record and get this content out to you all and for those of you who know me this is no surprise for those of you who don't know me personally i'm a huge star wars fan like a really really big fan of of star wars period so that is across across the franchise i'm a huge huge fan and so 
I was really excited. I saw that there's going to be a black woman who is hosting, uh, hold on, what's it called? Star Wars, the High Republic show. So Star Wars has a new show coming out called The High Republic. And there's a black woman who's going to be hosting kind of like the after show where they like deep dive into, you know, talking to the actors, talking to the authors, talking to like creators and just, you know, really getting into every episode, you know, like the regular recap shows um, that many shows have. And I just thought it was super dope that this black girl who is brown, um, you know, wears extensions, wears her hair in, in, a, in a natural state, was going to be hosting because sci-fi is a very white male dominated world. Um, and so I was excited, you know, Star Wars does not have like this plethora of black people attached to it we it has some notable black people for sure but there's not this vast abundance in comparison to how large a universe star wars is um and so i was really excited so i was like oh let me check this out her name is um christina ariel and so i was like oh good let me, let me hop into this um, business on Twitter and see what this is about. Like, I'm really excited, geeked up. And the very first thing I see is, because uh, I guess the announcement just came out. The very first thing I see is the DMs she posted. She said, it's only been 24 hours. And here's what my DMs look like. Monkey, nigga black bitch, you racist bitch, you don't like white people, so I don't like you, and of course, you got the pick me blacks in there, like, oh, well, you know, you don't get special treatment because you're black, no one asks for special treatment, you could just also treat us like people, and also black men, really, really, Go choke on a fucking AIDS-filled nut. You got to be fucking shitting me. I know you fucking lying. And so it's just a barrage of these kind of comments. The Her mentions are in shambles. And I'm like, okay, what prompted this, right? Because I never heard of the girl until today, until I found out that she was going to be hosting the Star Wars after show. So I'm like, okay, let me deep dive into why they are sucking cis ovaries off, right? What What prompted this? Because in my mind, I already, I have an assumption in my mind, but I want to get the facts. What has got these people spinning the fuck out of control? So when I, when I search her, you know, I'm, I'm obviously getting a lot of haters, but I'm also getting a lot of supporters. Like, yo, y'all, y'all are calling her racist, but you're calling her a fucking monkey. So really who's racist? Shit like that. Um, shout out to Lucasfilm because they absolutely stood up for her. Um, and they were just like, no, nah, we're not going to tolerate that shit. We, we stand behind her. She's an excellent choice for the show. And, you know, this kind of fucking behavior is not acceptable. Nah. So shout out to Star Wars, Lucasfilm and everybody for getting behind sis and, um, and supporting the fact that they, these people are spinning a racist, a, a false narrative. So let's talk about why they think she's racist why they think she's racist because they need to be held accountable we all know that motherfucking white people who choose ignorance they choose it with their whole fucking chest they choose it with their chest and this is another space where i always say i have no issue taking off my rose-colored glasses yes i am someone who i'm fortunate yeah i got a bunch of white friends that are got their fucking noodles on right I would say the ratio, though, is not enough. The ratio is not enough. Not enough. The lack of accountability 
for unlearning shit that you learned basically that was instilled in you through the same systematic racism that I experienced. You experienced the benefit of it. Acknowledging that and then unlearning certain behaviors and certain traits so that you can move about the cabin as a better person, especially if you're somebody who considers yourself an ally. Like that onus is on you. That onus is not on us. So I was, I had to dig up the tweets. I was out here like Heidi Tong for y'all. Okay. Investigative fucking journalism. You're welcome. I had to dig up the tweets that got these people all in a frenzy because I really wanted to know why they kept saying that she's racist and doesn't like white people because I find that extreme. Well, first of all, we can't be racist, but to say that she doesn't like white people, I find extremely hard to believe considering she is in a space dominated overwhelmingly by white people. Now, that doesn't mean you can't like them. It's just rare it's a rare thing to find black people in the sci-fi space that don't like white people. It's not impossible, but it's rare. So I sought out the tweets. Let me get my trusty blue book. Y'all know when I break out the blue book, I mean business. So one of the tweets said, white people, fucking stop it. Your racism won't stay, won't save you. Your ignorance is not an excuse. I'm looking for the lie. One, I'm looking for where she says she hates white people. Two, I'm looking for the falsity in the statement. I see none of the above. White people do need to stop it. Racism will not save them. And ignorance is not an excuse. I don't, I, I mean, aloof. I continue, right? Because I'm an investigative journalist now. Um, she tweets, just a reminder that white women are just as complicit in the upholding and enforcing white supremacy. Again, I look for where she says she hates white people. I look for the lie. White women are complicit in upholding and enforcing white supremacy. This is an actual fact. I don't know if the 54% became the 56% or what, but didn't the numbers go up in the amount of white women that voted for Trump? I, I Honestly, I can't recall because I, I have not recovered from the 54% that were complicit. I'm not, I mean, there are literally pages and pages on social media for Karens. Yes, that is called being complicit. That's what that is. That's what you're doing. That's what it is. So again, where's the lie? And where does she say that she hates white people? I continue. Because <clears throat> now I'm becoming Barbara Walters, right? I'm really trying to <laughs> ante up on my uh, journalist credibility. She tweets, watching two white men discuss racism they will never experience doesn't sit right with me. Hashtag debates 2020. Where does she say she hates white people? Where's the lie? Where's the lie? For those of us who sat through the debates, I, I sat through one presidential debate and, and, and then the one VP debate. And I'm looking for the lie. I'm looking for the lie. She has a right to say it doesn't sit well with her. She is correct. They will never, ever experience the racism that we endure in this country. So where's the lie? Where's her admonishing white people just for their existence as white people? I just, I need anybody to walk me through it. Sometimes I'm not the brightest light bulb. And if you feel like you've got the answers, by all means, share with me. She follows up that tweet with this subsequent tweet, 
white men, this is not the subject for you to try and speak authority. Sorry. (laughs) My braces. So white men, this is not the subject for you to try and speak authoritatively in my comments. I said what I said. Y'all already know, ain't no motherfucking lie there. White people love to police us. You love to police how we talk and what we talk about, especially when it's about us and our feelings and our reactions to systemic racism. You do not get to fucking, you don't get to govern that. You don't get to fucking police my conversation. And you certainly, you are certainly not the expert authority on being black in this country. So, now, very clearly, I understand it's a debate. If the question is posed, the answers have to be given. That's just how debates work. But to the point, it is extremely frustrating to have people talk about you like you're not in the room. It's very frustrating. It's it's very annoying. But their response was that she hates white people. And I and I gathered from other tweets and, and, and from other things that I've read that she definitely had some choice words um, about the previous administration. Her father died of COVID, and we are all very clear on how COVID was handled by Cheeto and Co. So, I mean, rightfully so. I'm sure she has some choice words in regards to that. I didn't... You know, I'm not, I, I said I just was starting to become Barbara. I'm not Barbara Walters yet. So, you know, I don't got the, <laughs> I don't got the time to deep delve all the way into, you know, when COVID first hit. Um, but, you know, to the point, her dad died of COVID. Um, she's clearly someone who speaks out about white supremacy and about racism. And she also, um, there were also some tweets about some white women that had done her um, foul and, her her words not mine some white women had done her foul in uh, different areas of her life and so it stands to reason that these white people are up in a frenzy because she's holding you accountable for your behavior she's holding you accountable for being complicit and the reaction is let's attack her let's attack this woman online let's cyber bully her let's make this woman feel so bad that we push her out let's attack lucasfilm let's attack the star wars brand because you know they're attacking all them too oh she shouldn't be hosting the show when we're not gonna watch let me tell you something lucasfilm and star wars are not worried about y'all racist asses not watching they have a built-in audience of people that really are never going anywhere ever i mean they've got legacy viewers legacy viewers And then you add Disney Plus, all the new viewers that have come along, please, they're not worried about your little racist ass at all. And it's to the point, black women are not safe on the internet. We're not safe on, you know, on our blocks, going to the store. We're not safe at work. We're not safe anywhere. We are the most unprotected, the most disrespected people on planet earth and if you love a black woman if you care about a black woman it is your fucking responsibility 24 7 365 to protect black women not the women that make you comfortable the women that you know uh stroke your ego and then 
but and definitely not just the women that you sexualize in your fucking head. Protect all black women. If black women have showed up for your ass, it is your responsibility to reciprocate that same kind of love, care, concern, and protection. We show up for every fucking body. When are y'all going to show the fuck up for us? Enough is enough. I'm so sick and tired of this shit. I'm tired of needing to have this fucking conversation. I really am. It is frustrating beyond fucking belief. Beyond fucking belief. I want to shout out my good sis, Maylin. Um, this shirt is hers. Protect black women. I don't know if she has any more, if she's um, producing any more, but she put together a few protests and a, and a few, uh, she organized a few um, protests and, and bike rides and things during um, the summer and fall, um, advocating for black women um, and, and advocating for, you know, our communities to get out and vote and things of the sort. So I definitely want to shout out May um, for all the work that she's doing and, and to all of the black women who are enduring shit that, you know, hasn't gone viral. I see you, I hear you, I stand with you and everyone in your circle that knows you, especially the black men in your space, they need to stand up for you and they need to protect you. And that's fucking that on that. Yo, until the next time, y'all stay safe and have a good one.